0: Then lodged in your ear canal like a sea container full of bird noises, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast.
1: Does that, does that? That's in in a container. I I think this bit's going sideways anyway.
2: Raise your voice. Well, then, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that's locked down. No, just kidding. Um, But really, we can't wait to get our to get our jabs. So, you know, fingers crossed coming up soon. Like Leon
0: Sphinx. Indeed.
2: Mm. On this week's show, we've got a ton of CanCon as we look back at World Cup qualifiers, Olympic qualifiers take a look at the Canadian Women's National Team squad for their upcoming friendlies. Uh, we talk a little KMPL, discuss the continuing shrinking media landscape for soccer, uh, preview TFC CCL match against Leon. No, not that one. And more. And now this week's panel. Duncan can't be with us this week as he's busy hiding Ugh. Easter eggs. We don't know why, but he seemed very insistent about it. So, you know, who are Wait, we are?
0: Is, has he been the Easter Bunny this whole time?
2: I think so.
0: Or is he the secret behind the Cadbury cream egg?
2: Oh, you know that's probably more likely.
1: You never, you never see him uh, like here and uh, at the Cadbury factory at the same time. So
2: I've, that's
0: I've true. Also never seen, I've also never seen him and a big pile of that weird goo in the middle in the same room.
1: Hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Hard
2: hitting
0: journalism. Team. There this we go. This
2: is solid journalism. It really is. Prove mm-hmm. us wrong. Prove us wrong, Duncan. Yep. Yep.
0: From your fetal uh, position, wherever you're laying.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Making me purple with envy over his latest kit purchase, it's Mark Hinckley.
1: Why, thank you. And for those of you who don't have the benefit of a video podcast, it's the uh, uh Dio de Muertes uh, third kit uh, so Cuchero, uh, from Mexico. Uh, it is uh, purple stripes, but in the stripes are little skulls and shit's art. And I'm Gorgeous. happy to be happy to own it, but not because I want to rub it into Kristen's face.
2: Has no, that? no, not at
1: all. <laughs> Nothing to do with it.
2: Uh, sporting a fetching pair of rabbit ears. Welcome to Tony Walsh.
0: Do it for Suez. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: outstanding. That's I
2: I do we even bother with a show now? Like seriously. I'd like to thank
1: all of our Patreon supporters for the continued support. Uh, go to Zazzle. Tony's new shirt should be up there by the time he's <laughs>
2: Oh <laughs> yes, my so it's God. Got, uh,
0: it's got three uh, barges coming down making this cat scratch.
2: That's fucking amazing. That joke is evergreen. Uh, <laughs> we might actually
1: I, I I don't I feel like we could move at least three of those, Tony. So just
2: for- yeah. Just, put in, just, you know, something, your heads, to, put in something your to think about. That'd be great. Yep. Um, no pressure.
0: <laughs> hey, horizontal barge stripes are slimming. It's true.
2: Um, as for me, I'm just hoping that the Easter Bunny is good for me this year. I left out uh, a plate of grass and, uh, you know, some carrots. So, fingers crossed. Uh, oh, I, I, hope
0: you, I hope you get some chocolate eggs full of Duncan's magic goo.
2: Gross. Aww. Thanks for rooting Easter, Tony. And
1: that's way too long for a show title, Tony.
2: Hey, Carson,
0: Pontius Pontius Pilate beat me to that. Thanks very much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Happy Easter, all. I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now to our show Arabus. First up, we are talking a whole lot of CanCon. Uh Both men's teams were in action recently, as recently as the other day, um, as the U23s vied for a spot in this year's Olympics, and the senior team started on their journey to qualify for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, so first up, the baby Reds, or the young Reds, the four matches, and... Is that an official
0: uh, name given by the Voyageurs?
2: the young reds or the baby reds
0: i don't know you're 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 uh one of the in in the, the leadership <laughs> are, are we are we supposed to know like the, is there an official name given to the under 23s that we're supposed to like refer to them as
2: i think we just call them the young reds i don't think there's an official anything
0: yeah but you're a flaming communist so you would say that
2: it's true okay I flaming did, commies that's what the new <laughs> under i i, did, I did, don't know why flaming <laughs> commies <laughs> Um, so yeah, so four matches and...
1: Scarf me when you're ready.
2: It all, uh, it all came down to a difficult match against one of the best in Mexico. And, you know, that's, you know, based on a tough match against Haiti that we already discussed. And then what kind of felt like a heartbreaker against Honduras, fuck them. Um, Mm. so the match against Mexico was made more difficult by the fact that, and and yeah, you know what? One player shouldn't make as much of a difference, but not having Derek Cornelius made a huge difference uh, for the Canadian side in that they just, they didn't have the same um, flair. They didn't have the same ability, you know, like the passing was off, um, their ability to move forward in the attack. And because he orchestrated so much um and you know what he was one of canada's best players throughout the entire tournament in fact making the Concacaf best 11 of the tournament so that sort of just shows you how much of an impact he had uh overall so obviously they lost to mexico um and therefore do not go to the olympics again and you know what and it was it was one of those matches where for a little while you sort of dared to dream because you know, they got into, they went into the half, nil-nil. And it was like, ooh, maybe, even though in the back of your head, you're like, no, no, <laughs> this, 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 this will not last. And, you know, the part of it was uh, uncharacteristic, at least for this tournament, uh, mistake by uh, Pentemis, who'd been pretty much a rock for the U23s in net. Um, but there was... You know, there was an error and uh, they scored. And then that sort of just, I think that just kind of crumpled them a little bit. There was also, I would say, Kanda was lucky that uh, David Norman uh, was still on the pitch. Because I think there's a good case for him having possibly been ejected in that match. So, you know, there's... There were some things, so there were some good things, obviously some bad things in that Canada, once again, uh, doesn't make it to the Olympics uh, for the men's side. But it's so hard to, like, it's so hard to sort of look at this tournament, look at almost anything in a lot of soccer right now without looking through the lens of COVID, right? So you've got players that weren't released early enough for the, for the Olympic tournament, Um, So some players ended up with the World Cup qualifying side instead. Some players weren't released at all. Players that haven't trained for a really long time, playing, you know, uh, uh, teams of players who are in season. And that's something that North Americans always struggle with. But when you've got, you know, even with a Canadian Premier League, but the teams aren't training. So you've got young players there and players who play for MLS sides, that sort of thing that are just starting their preseason. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. I think like for me personally, having watched it, I can see the flaws. I can see what went wrong in those matches. Um, but I can also see a lot of um, potential for the future, whether for, you know, there's different, obviously different younger players coming up through the pipes. Um, but looking at some of these players is moving on to the senior team in the future. I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: I think they're, they're not far in this. I mean, this version of them didn't seem far off and that's nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know we're like, have a pretty low bar. We, we didn't, you know, we talked about this before the tournament started. We, we didn't have super high expectations. We, we knew it would take a bit of a, a bit of luck, a bit of a, uh, you know, fluke for them to break through and get that. I mean, and they, you know, they, they weren't miles off, which is as a Canadian, you know, soccer fan is, great to see the depth looks good. I mean, you know, it's nice to see them have some choices, um, you know, in the past, I mean, we're thinking more of the senior team in years past, you always kind of knew what you were going to get because there wasn't a hell of a lot of depth to go around. So to see that generation come up, um, or coming up is, is really good. And there's obviously a couple of guys there who could easily be on the full senior team now. um, so that's a, a good thing i mean but to say it, it's hard to say they will do better next time because the nature of any under 23 team or you know under senior team is always so constantly in transition it's a, it's a, it's a tough job for a coach to build an under 23 team or an under 21 team because there's no stability you're not build, you're not with a group of guys for years and get to you know, really instill a, uh, a tactical plan. I mean, the, and, and that's, I guess, going to usual CSA. You know, you kind of need that top to bottom style you play. And I don't know if Canada's quite there yet. Um, hopefully that's something they're working on, like a, a national style so that guys who play in the under year 20, 20, are playing a, a style that's similar to what they're going to transition to in the national team. Um, but, you know, this version, it had good. It, it, it was lacking a bit of... Dynamism, except for maybe, uh, you know, the opening match. It got a little, when things got tough, they, they seemed to revert to type a little bit, a little bit uh, playing a little bit uh, timid, I thought. But, you know, all in all, you know, a, a solid C plus, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I'll just go ahead and just, you know, I'll give him a C. Uh, and, and that's, to me, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, much along the same lines of, you know, Tony said is it's. You know, what are you expecting out of the side that never or rarely gets to play with one another? And and we're, you know, we don't we don't have necessarily like the same you know depth of club systems and and, and so, like I look at the Mexican side, this is where I'm going with where they've got like oh, under 23 sure. leagues and they've like, these are, they're a mixture of guys who are playing regular professional football. You know, they're not to say that the Canadian team is, but I would be shocked if, you know, everybody was making living as comfortably to be a professional as, as the Mexican side. Um, that being said, uh, I much to what Tony said, like, after that first goal was conceded against Mexico, I expected, you know, heads heads down into a shell and await the remainder of the shellacking. And it really didn't come. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they, were, they were definitely like double down in their defensiveness because I kind of felt like they were a lot more free flowing in the first half when they were, you know, chances were had uh Mm -hmm. i think mexico was probably a lot more uh uh on you know they were they were more timid because they didn't want to go down to canada but as soon as they scored their first goal their confidence completely showed up yep but canada didn't back down in the face of that confidence as every canadian team i've ever seen uh against mexico has done in the past so that attitude is a huge step no question um but also too, and you made a great point, Tony. Is that building a structure that leads to a seamless transition to the senior team? I can't. I mean, Canada has been so I feel aggress- uh, uh, tactically passive because there just wasn't the depth of talent. You mm-hmm. adapt to what you you adapt to the tools that you have rather than building a structure that work that that everybody should adhere to that's what it just it kind of felt like that and you every once in a while you'd see like why is this guy who's a winger playing left back why is this guy who is a you know a forward playing midfield like there's you you, I don't know if there are many national teams where players are not in their position that they play full-time on their day job but um knowing that that there's a like a, a cohesive system that it's identifiable like i mean it looked it looked like herdman's side in the, yeah. in the way they lined up the way that they kind of tactically played which is refreshing to see but that's also because i feel like i can identify it because the canadian men's national team has played pretty good and with a noticeable structure i can't say that for the past uh past bosses for reasons already said so um obviously disappointed with them not making it but I still would have been shocked had they made it um so I I don't I would have liked more out of the other goals uh, or sorry the other games that led to the Mexico game mm-hmm. um I feel like I feel like they uh, a better result out of a, any any one of them would have been like okay things aren't thing things are definitely looking up instead of things are kind of looking up uh but yeah that's yeah right.
2: and i think i think that,
0: uh, I think that we're talking uh, uh, even in the genesis of the two sides playing a similar style and yes i, I agree I, I don't think we're quite there yet and that uh you know we're we're the depth has taken leaps and bounds in the last five years but i don't think we're quite there yet with uh the best in Concacaf, or you know let alone the best in the world as far as how many levels of depth we, we have but the fact that we're even talking about the whole system playing a style that is uniform is a good thing and hopefully bears well and but i mean yeah i think it's gonna it's on two things it's depth of position like you mentioned not having guys being forced to either play out of position or play to a stereotype of you know having to defend at all costs kind of thing um but also to a uh, depth of, of coaching too. You know, we can't, we can't t- deny that, you know, for many years, Canada didn't have a huge depth of super professional coaching. I think it's improving. Um, but, you know, probably if you would have looked at a, a similar series to 10, 20 years ago of one team trying to make the world cup and one team trying to make the Olympic you wouldn't have seen it just would have looked like two teams playing completely different styles, but depending who was on the pitch.
2: Well, and something that you both mentioned, and I wanted to at least bring up and talk about the coaching was that, you know, kudos to tomorrow Biello for what he did with this squad that, you know, he had very little time with. They had what, like a a, a two-day camp? Um nah, it, was all D, it was all DKO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, DKO was with the senior team. He wasn't he oh, wasn't with shoot. the he wasn't with the Munchkins. Um, Never mind. Well, that's okay. But, well, that's but that's one of the things. Like, Dikyo was with no the senior the, team because – one the senior
0: team did so well. Wow. Because,
2: because Because <laughs> he was – you know, because Bialo is usually with the senior team and he took over, you know, the U23s for this. And I think having a coach of his quality and a coach that has worked with youth players, um, you know, and developing younger players at – you know, in his coaching career – really you know made a difference and you know we keep talking about similarity of style uh you know obviously coming from herdman's staff this is something that they're trying to do top down and that is hugely important and that allows um for you know maybe the canadian you know men to finally have a a playing identity but also to make it easier for younger players who are going to start moving up um and Mm -hmm. again there are players who we saw in the in the olympic tournament that you could see with the senior squad um, as, you know, obviously as not starters, maybe subs, or at least, hey, come with us and see what this is all about. Tejon Buchanan, of course, being one, um, the star of the first match. Uh, I think, you know, Derek Cornelius has has spent time um, with the senior team. Like there's, there's opportunities there, um, whether or not Pantem made uh, a name for himself to be, you know, considered one of the keepers Right now, obviously, in the senior team, that's held by Borian, uh, Crepo and looks like Dane Saint Clair currently. But who knows? Like, there's there was a lot of there was a lot of potential there, and yeah, to have that consistency of um, not just not just coaching, like the consistency of the system, the consistency of how the message is delivered and what they're expected to do and how they're expected to to uh, perform on the pitch, I, I think is really a a fantastic thing and something that needs to get you know needs to get its own level of attention
0: yeah it has to transcend the coaching to be honest it it really has to come like the best programs in the world yes sometimes a dynamic coach at the top can change it top down Uh, I think for Canada like it's hard It's it's a big ask but it would be great to have a a playing style that's top to bottom that is kind of instilled by the federation rather than being dependent on coaches because coaches come and go but uh take what we can get for now
2: for sure all right well then moving on from that let's move on to slightly more slightly more Uh, Dikio's boys Dikio's boys yeah exactly uh so you know the the senior side
1: sounds like a musical
2: not a (laughs) okay see I was just going to say, it's like Newsies, but with like... There's
0: news out of the Cayman Islands. (laughs) Danielle Digio has arrived on a steamer.
2: (laughs) So yeah, like not a bad start, eh? Um, So the senior men's national team got to show off a bit over two matches and did what Canadian men's national team often doesn't at this stage and against sides of this quality. Um, And that's score a ton of goals. And yes, they conceded one in the first match. God, that was dumb, but whatever. Um, and Borian's, he always has to have that one mistake, right? Like, ugh. but, um, you know, we've been watching Canadian soccer for a long time. And we've been through a variety of these versions of qualification tournaments. And while... Yes, the talent levels may have been slightly different. This is, again, arguably the most talented Canadian side, even missing some pieces um, in this tournament that Canada's had for years, if not ever. But still, they were always, pretty much always more talented than the lesser lights they were playing against and still often struggled to really you know put forth a dominating performance a dominant performance and it is you know encouraging to say the least to have them go out to have the number of players that scored goals to have players who scored their first goals um for Canada international you know as an international player um, which, you know, just builds on confidence going into not just the next round of the World Cup qualifiers, but the Gold Cup and so on and so on. So you have that mentality as, as, a, as an attacking side. And so, yeah, so 5-1 over Bermuda. And then, oh, poor Cayman Islands. I do feel, I do, I do still feel a little bit bad, even as I'm lauding Canada for all the goals that they scored. Um, 11-0. Yeah, but there's three
0: islands, so it was only like three inch age per island. So it's
2: That's true, that's true. Um, Did it with, you know, it's not that they weren't trying, they were certainly trying, but obviously the Cayman Island slide is not nearly at their level. Um, Except for, and I have to give him a shout out here too, um, for uh, Joshua Frederick Charlery. Uh, Number five for Cayman Islands defender who played like the entire defense. I think Um, man, did he try like he did his level best to prevent and control everything back there. He was done. Like when he, when he came off the pitch, I clapped him off the pitch. I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. you deserve applause. You deserve plaudits. You deserve kudos. Um, You, you know, you did, he 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 basically was half the team for most of uh for the time he was on the pitch. So uh yeah, yeah. Other than him, the rest of them, well the keeper did a few things. Um, but otherwise it was the rest of their team was fairly invisible.
0: You'd think that would pay off.
2: <laughs> 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 um but uh yeah, the uh you know what what you know it's really just for the most part quite laudatory. Um, there we got to see you know some change in formation. we got to see uh, you know two different lineups basically between the two matches, um, which again is good. the The good thing about having talent and depth um, is to have squad rotation, to try players out and you know in different formations looking to the future and to see them see both versions of this team perform more than adequately uh, obviously Alphonso Davies like so much got fun to yeah I think I think maybe he could play um yeah he's just ridiculous uh Kyle Laren. damn you Kyle Laren for being effective <laughs> and scoring good goals I have to actually okay I'm gonna say nice things about Kyle Laren because I never do that and um I will give Kyle Laren credit for not just scoring four goals, mm-hmm. um, but for actually looking like he cared. Say it nicer. Uh, for, for, being, mm-hmm. okay, for being involved, um, showing energy and mm-hmm. intent, That's nice. and for scoring at least two very nice goals. Um, one of them was a scramble, but still he scored it. He was in the right place at the right time, as he should be. For a player in that position and you know who would
0: score a goal like that DQ.
2: <laughs> True. chris um, I, I have a i have a
1: question for you
2: yes how
1: many goals minimum would kyle laren have had to score for you just to for you to do this bit is it two
2: it would have had to have been two nice goals and he did score two very nice goals.
1: Cause I mean, hat trick.
2: I mean, I know, I know, I know. I, mean, I, I watched, like, I was, I was paying attention, you know, just, look, I stand by all of my previous assessments of Kyle Laren. and oh, I'm and, not wrong.
1: And they, you know what? They are accurate. They were like, how, I'm still a little confused how Orlando City's Kyle Laren ended up at Fenerbahce's or uh, Bistikas. Uh Kyle Laren. I still I don't anyway, whatever. Okay, fine.
2: Player fine. development's a weird thing,
1: man. Player development is a very weird thing. So the fact that like as somebody who does not watch the Turkish league, I know, surprise. Um, basically if Twitter tells me score I'm like, "Oh," Kyle's playing. Good for him. Yeah, that's that's my that's the level of engagement. But this kid who scored these goals has been doing this mm-hmm. all season. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's not to say that Mystikus is evil. I don't I, I don't really have emotional attachment to the clubs in, in 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 the Turkish League. But he scored these goals for good, Kristen. I know. And I know. And it's it's hard to I don't want to say oh. press transcription should be, you know, glossed over completely, but I warmed up to him considerably.
2: No, I, I, I have as well but, and the only reason him, I but I, don't I hadn't
1: like, I don't side eye him as much when I see him on the on the starting 11,
2: you know. I will not going forward, although I do expect consistency, but mm-hmm. I, you know, so the the thing for me was watching him be super successful, especially this last year at Bastikas, which has been great. He has scored some beautiful goals for them and he has been very consistent and a huge part of their team. Um, Was thinking back to how he played, you know, how good he was for Orlando and he was their star and then how crap he was the second he put on a Canadian kit. So I came into this tournament with some trepidation, even watching how good he's played, but acknowledging that again there's been some changes in his life He's grown up apparently which is good and again player development player development is a weird thing personal development is a weird thing and some players grow into their talent and some players just fuck it up and it looks like he has grown into his talent and grown he was, all, as a he was person.
0: also presented he was also presented coming out of Orlando City when he you know uh, emerged as the great Canadian hope. And I don't think he was ready for it. I think the maturity level is yeah is, is a big deal. I think maturity is pretty probably the difference maker here. Yeah. He's not changed as a he's he's a talented player. Um, so you have to assume it was his mental game, and he's now playing at no offense to MLS setups or Orlando City, but when you know playing oh, much higher in, level in a, in a league in a club where a lot would be demanded from you as a professional.
2: Exactly. Putting
0: your, your behavior on and off the field and yeah. what you bring your level of uh, commitment and determination to your, your role. And, and uh, there's a hell of a lot more competition to keep your job.
2: Yep. And credit you know, so, to... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. That was, I was going to say, and credit to the Bashtikas organization for sticking with him because he struggled at first with them as well, um, both with them and on loan. So whether that's Atiba talking to coaching staff and management saying, look, I know this kid has it in him, give him a chance um, or not. That, may, that, that, that probably is part of it because I'm assuming after all these years Atiba talks, people just listen because I would. Um, so yeah, no, I, I look forward to seeing Kyle Laren in June and seeing what he does. Um that am I gonna be like to
0: that?
2: I know I that, that that was almost painful, but I'm sincere. Um
0: Duncan is rolling over in his egg goo somewhere.
2: <laughs> not my fault he's not here. Uh well let's talk about Atiba in the first match. God, that was fun to watch. Um we just we're so lucky that he is still willing to uh you know put on Canadian kit and and do this and that he is like what what was what was the what was the what did, what were the fox commentators calling him the ageless wonder um Ugh. and it was terrible but like Man, just, they had he,
0: all the thesauruses out
2: they did but he's you know he's so brilliant to watch and while I was disappointed that he wasn't going to be there for the second match it did mean that we got to see mark anthony Kay. um with uh, San Piet and uh, David Wolterspoon, which was a really nice partnership um, in the second match against Bermuda. And uh, not just because two of those three players scored goals, but this was, you know, the, the, it was, it's, it's nice to see that, um, sort of call Marc-Anthony K. Ativa's heir apparent almost, um, because they, they play a similar style. Um, But, you know, Kay has a little more attacking flair. Ativa's more of a set things up kind of player. But, again, nice to see, to be able to compare and contrast them over the two matches. Um, And then you've got, you know, all the rest. Like, there's so many, there was just so many good players. And, again, missing players, like the missing players. So we've got Jonathan Astorio is missing. Daniil Henry, and I do still, I loop him in for Canadian senior team um, call-ups when he's fit because, again, that's a player that's matured. He's a very strong defender um, and, when healthy, should be getting called to the national team. Um, don't know what's going on with Scott Arfield, whether he's going to return to playing for Canada or not. Um but there's, you know, like there's other opportunities there, but you still have young players that acquitted themselves very well. Alistair Johnston, who, you know, I talk about a fair bit just based on his really, really strong performance in MLS last year, who got his first goal against Bermuda, who looked very good uh, during that match. Um, Ricardo Ferreira was good. Frank Stirring, I do not know enough about. So I was like, yes, you scored a goal. Good for you. I don't really know who you are, but that's okay. I don't know if um, young guys named
0: Frank nowadays either.
1: That's mm.
2: true, right? Um, and then, yeah, David Watherspoon, who obviously having a great season with St. Johnston, um, but having a having great tournament like it just we just keep like listing players and it's and it's and it's fun to do so. Also to get another keeper to get a an opportunity um in the second match, you know, Borian didn't need to play. I admit I was hoping it would be Dane Sinclair, but I understand why it was Crepo, so that's fine.
0: I did too, because Dane Sinclair and David Weatherspoon on the same pitch is a currency Charles wet dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. True.
0: And a currency Charles wet dream is just throwing uh hundreds in a fountain.
1: Pretty much. Seems yeah. reasonable. Pretty much. But the plastic bills, because you know, currency Charles likes to keep the money. He just wants to Oh yeah. He well just Canadian wants money,
2: right? It's all plastic switch anyway. Around. So yeah. Yeah,
1: you don't want that shit dissolving. Because that, that becomes a different wet dream where currency Charles cries a lot. So
2: hmm.
1: Which is I like, understand happens quite often, but
0: Sure. Bear market, you know, bull market. Yeah. Fruit market stocks, bonds, fruit market, farmers now. market. Oh, yeah, yeah, anyway, <laughs> a dominant performance,
2: <laughs> indeed. Um, and hey, Richie, Richie Larea, that was uh, again, another goal scorer. He 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 had he played very well again. Um, and apparently, in the latest rumor mill, Atiba's been talking about dragging him to Basticas, too. Wow, well, I know that
1: would, that would be that would be perfect. That would be perfect. Honestly, all right. It's the whole it's 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 the Mark Anthony K thing, like two rungs higher. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. we had him. Toronto, see, mm-hmm. had him, and we let him go. Let him go for Nothing. you know reasons, and. You know, two what a season two seasons later, crushing it somewhere else. Yeah. And Lorea, I mean, he's had time to shine. You know, that's which is good, good for him. But if it just took a three-game tournament in Florida to get the eyes of Turkey on him. Like Turkey eyes. Mm, <laughs> I'm gonna spread that on a sandwich. Gross. But you know That's, what I mean? Yeah, like, like yeah. we don't we don't even get like the the Canadians of talent. We don't get to keep long enough. Asterisks next to uh, sorry his name to see them develop and mature into their their next form. Never mind their final form. Their next stage, and uh, that would be weirdly hilarious. I mean, there'll be if any of this is true, if any of this comes to fruition, I'm sure there'll be. A, a, a tasty uh, transfer fee involved, and that's that. you know Whatever, it's not I not just, complete.
0: Doom I just pictured Soryo coming out of a cocoon.
2: <laughs> I know, yeah, with with wings now. Yes, yeah, um, well, a flying Osorio Osorio
0: with wings. Amazing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I I would. I'm I'm. You know what? I'm sure Bistickis ignores them He or he he ignores Bistickis. Goes right to uh, like Galatasaray. Just
2: oh yeah, just flies right over them. Yeah,
1: literally flies right over. Mm.
2: No, I, you know, it was fun. It was, it was, it was fun to watch a confident, talented Canadian side. um, Score lots of goals, spread the goals around, try lots of things without being, without being dicks about it. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like Herbin was like, oh, hey, you, you deserve some minutes now. We've scored lots of goals go do something. There was always a purpose with the subs. Um, and with the change in the lineup to get players time, to get players into a position that they wanted them in. Um, and I think there was a thoughtful use of the players that came to camp, even if not everybody Reggie, got time. Although Reggie Lamb wasn't
0: impressed. <laughs> True. He thought they were just as good. <laughs> that was his, funny. Even though his even though his teammate was like, uh,
2: "Nah." No, I know. Yeah, that was that was pretty hilarious. I forgot about that. And so now we look ahead to uh, to June and their next two matches against. Look out, Aruba, Ooh, um, Bahamas, Come and and uh, Suriname. So Shouldn't out be of in- the. Call Out of got. the two, Suriname. They're is in mainland
0: the... South America, for God's I know, sake. right?
2: Anyway, dilute they, their are, they are the tougher of the two, actually of, of, of the four opponents that Canada will face in this, this round. Um, that would be the most difficult match. It's I like Rupa know.
0: that has the high-profile manager now. Is it, it's not Gus Hoyt fighting, is it? I can't remember.
2: Oh God, that might be right. That sounds weirdly but, accurate. But they're ranked really, really low. Um, yeah. So then, and, and then the ongoing, um, the ongoing, Hunger Games to get to. No, it's
0: not Aruba. Never mind. Their the head Octagon. Marvik, Bermudez.
2: <gasps> oh, well, another then.
0: triangle. That's, that Fa- sounds fanaticist. Yeah. Sounds sketch. Probably not even that's, a real, a, that's
1: not a real name. No, no, not even.
2: So assuming Canada wins their group, which they're going to do, um, then the week after there's a, you know, win and move on, you know, death match mini tournament um, where the three, the, the six group winners of these six groups, uh, I don't know, get Canada plays whoever wins group E which is likely going to be Haiti. Oh, good. Um,
0: we can't fear Haiti.
2: I know, I know, but they seem to. It's really annoying. I'm hoping <laughs> that well, they this... got to get over that shit. I know. I'm hoping that For this version sake. of the senior team looks back two years to the last Gold Cup and was is like, fuck that noise. That is not happening again. Um, yeah. And then...
0: Breaking news, the... though. Sorry yes. before you go on. GoCidic, Curacao. <gasps>
1: Oh No, there it is.
2: Really? Hmm. Um, And then after that, the winners of those three, so the three winners advance to the third and final round, which is the Octo, which is with the five teams that have already gotten free passes. So Mexico, the U.S., Costa Rica, Jamaica, and Honduras. Um, And that is a tournament that gets played next year uh 14 matches everyone gets a home and home against the other seven countries and the teams with the three best records go to the world cup and then the fourth place team gets one last chance via the they get to try for the intercontinental belt um nice. in uh in june oh, of talk team exactly in june of 2000 uh 2000 2022 wow Canada I
0: versus know. Ricky Steamboat. At the exactly,
2: cylinder. exactly. Um, so yeah, there is. I I actually think.
0: No wait, Ricky Steamboat won that match.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, it's so hard. It's 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 unfair to look this far ahead, but you know, there's. I feel like they might actually get to the octo. Whether they get past that is, eh, but anyway. It feels weird to be slightly hopeful and feel Go ahead.
1: No, 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 stop it.
0: Don't don't be hopeful.
1: Don't yeah, just quit that shit now. (laughs) The sooner you can get over it, the sooner you can stop it. All right, all right.
0: Be pessimistic and if you get a surprise, just think of it as like cracking open one of Duncan's cream eggs. (laughs) A delicious Qatar flavored goo. It's
2: not the good thing that you think seem to think
0: isn't that things. isn't that a kinder egg insert no that no that's when duncan has a toy
1: inside him <laughs> too many questions
2: so many questions
1: <laughs> not enough answers. too many questions yeah oh. no, I'm, out. No, I'm
2: out all right all right so yay we'll see you all in june very exciting that was awesome um
0: before we before we finish
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh-huh conca uh one of the predecessors to Gus hitting at Curacao, 2015-16, Patrick Cliver. What?
2: Huh. Manager
0: of Curacao.
1: Imagine what you'd do for a vacation like that.
2: Like seriously. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. The year. A, the contract states this is a part-time gig, right?
2: That is <laughs> intriguing. Yeah. Well then. Huh. Unexpected.
1: Yeah. That's got to be. It, that has it, to be the most um honey i'm sorry for my entire career how about this one I <laughs> you.
0: and the uh the sandwich between patrick clivert and Hitting was the amazingly named remco bicentini
2: but uh, what
0: yeah remco bicentini yeah that guy that sounds like yeah. an indie wrestler if there ever was one
2: who hey wait a
0: minute it says he's an assistant with canada now
2: <laughs> what he is. Oh, wait, he is that's right Oh yeah, this wow. the, the, the um. Oh my and god, And you that's say right. this show is nothing but rubbish. No, because I oh my god that it's someone I remember someone talking about this weeks ago, or maybe a couple of months ago about the getting the in on on uh, on Curacao if it was necessary because of uh, because of this guy. Oh, I forgotten See? that's who it was.
0: And you people think I just like do random jokes? It all comes together.
2: Look at you with the investigative journalism. Uh-huh. Googling. Good job.
0: He became, he became coach of the national team, replacing Patrick Clybert after serving time as assistant to Clybert. What crazy
2: madness! I tell you, and madness. his name's
0: Bicentini.
2: I know, which it's you know, sounds
0: like a Dutch bicentennial or something a Jawa says.
2: There, <laughs> magic. All right, um, still within the Canadian uh, national teams, the women have two friendlies coming up uh mm-hmm. one against wales and one against england mm-hmm. and uh those are next week i believe uh april 9th against wales um one o'clock eastern time and then england on the 13th at 2 15 eastern time and broadcast details will be confirmed in the lead up to the matches so that probably means one soccer. It could mean YouTube. Who knows? But they've announced the the squad for for this camp. Um, and what's nice is that some of the players that were missing um, in the She Believes uh, Cup are now back, uh, back from injury. Not everybody, um, but most uh, will be. Will be. You'll see some new faces. So we've got the return of Cincy, of course, which everybody. Is and should be very excited about that. Is always a good thing when Christine is involved in the side. Um, so Janine, yeah, and really, no, almost no surprises. So, Janine Becky, Jordan Heidema, um, one of the surprises is uh Chloe Lacasse, a uh, young player from Sudbury, so very cool for her. Uh, Nichelle Prince, Deanne Rose, Cincy, uh, and once again, Evelyn Vance, which is wonderful to see her back. Uh, Samantha Chang. Jesse Fleming, Julia Grosso, uh, Jordan Listro, Quinn, Sophie Schmidt, uh, Desiree Scott, and uh, Sarah Stratocaccius. Again, really strong midfield. Uh, lots of options for uh, Bev Priestman there, and um, keepers the same: uh, Aaron McLeod, Steph Labbe, and uh, youngster Riley Foster, who was injured. During the She Believes Cup, but uh, I guess is back, uh, you know, back from that. So that's really good that she'll have another opportunity. And then defense: uh, Lindsey Agnew, Gabrielle Carl, Alicia Chapman, uh, Vanessa Gills. Again, someone who was injured or who missed out on part of the tournament, and she was excellent. Actually, maybe she got called back to her home club. Um, Ashley Lawrence, Jade Revere, Jade Rose, and Shalina Zadorsky. Now. Some of the players missing, so obviously Kadisha Buchanan is the big sort of like, hey, what's going on? She is currently um, one of the players with uh, 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 Olympic Lyon that is positive with COVID because they've had an outbreak. Um, like their Champions League match has been pushed back by, I don't know, three, four weeks while they try to deal with this. Um, and it sounds like she's one of the players that's afflicted, which is distressing because it's Khadishi Buchanan and we love her. Mm -hmm. Um, Diana Matheson, Mark, I'm sorry. I know she's your favorite. Um, she's still nursing an injury and hasn't, um, she's just not far enough along for them to bring her along. Uh, Adriana Leon, uh, obviously still recovering from surgery. um. Uh, Bianca St. George, uh, she was injured recently as well. So those are like some of like the the standout ones uh, that won't be attending, unfortunately, but again, some, you know, some higher profile players that missed the last time also gives Beth, Beth Priestman um, some different looks as they look ahead to the Olympics. So strong side. Um, I think mm-hmm. they should have, I don't know enough about the Welsh team, um, in terms of what their strengths are, great singers, are. singing,
0: <laughs> mining,
2: mining, definitely shepherding, pasty, pasty making. That's um, Cornwall. I know. I was waiting. What uh, rare bit? Rare bit, yes. <laughs> um, That's the but, kind of
0: in-depth analysis people come to this show for. yeah, uh, yeah
2: obs. Yeah. But the English side, that will be a very good test for them. Um, So anyway, it'll be exciting to watch these two friendlies with a a fairly full-strength Canadian women's side uh, to see sort of where they are and to see what they've built on from uh, the She Believes Cup. So yeah, looking forward to that. And once we have broadcast information confirmed, we will let all of you know. Uh, further into CanCon, a little mm-hmm. Campiel talk, and uh, Aunt Man, it's nice to have rich parents.
1: Why? Why do we well, just say
2: that? Why would I say that? Yes. Well, the the baby Atletico um, is off to Madrid. Actually, they're already there uh, because what? I know they got flown flown to Spain. To for some preseason
1: training. Oh yeah, well I hear Valor is about to take a bus to Brandon, Manitoba. <laughs>
2: Sweet
0: so, <laughs> dreams do oh. come true, folks. The Manitoba Riviera.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, this is their this is their they plan to do this every year is to have preseason tramp tramp preseason training camp. In Madrid every year. Um, wow, and yeah, they're gonna they're gonna use Atletico Madrid's training facilities. Uh, they're gonna stay, you know, whatever the, the campus is the wrong word, but uh, on the grounds I believe because I think there's housing and stuff. And because next,
0: next you'll be telling us York United's gonna have theirs in Toronto,
1: <laughs> West Guillembury. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So yeah, they get this extended uh preseason training camp uh in Madrid and obviously considering what's going on in Ontario right now, they have they'll have plenty of time to come back and quarantine upon their return, so that shouldn't uh you know sh- uh, slow down any uh return to the league play cuz We'll see if the league starts May 2 4 or not. Um, so yes, yes. Congratulations. You know what's kind
0: of funny on a, on a semi serious note though, about what? this is um, for I know their their ownership setup isn't the same as when MLS started, but this is the kind of thing MLS would have like railed against having like one rich owner, you know, with a plane thing and all that stuff. Like they started out, it was all supposed to be very Oh, I know, I know. I'm, I'm sure
1: there's I'm sure there's a fight taking place. Like they're gonna so? have to yeah. They're gonna they're gonna impose a, you know, a, a, a limit on how much you can spend on this sort of preseason thing. just so you can just so you can mm-hmm. deny uh, Atletico sending their players to fucking Madrid for a couple. Well,
2: weeks. I admit I was really surprised when I saw it because I remember they did it last year, but they had to come back because of everything that was happening. Because yeah, that's when the world all well, shut down. Be, you know, it could be a,
0: a kind of an unfair. Um... Advantage, advantage when it comes to acquiring players because a player might oh, yeah. say oh okay if I can go to Lady Ottawa or Halifax uh, I get the chance to go to Madrid if I play really you never know who's going to see me when I'm over there training yep you know eh, yeah it's <laughs> just... oh I
2: know I, I, I am actually a little I'm a little surprised as well but hey
1: Oh, I'm, the, I'm sure the fun train will come crashing to a halt <laughs> the fun um, train. Uh, give it I, I'm, I'm curious if it's just going to be like if they're already writing that up now or if they're going to wait for Ottawa to um, sign over three players on a free to Atletico Madrid's setup, like basically strip them of the talent and they go, hey, wait a minute. Looking for I don't know whatever their cut of the transfer fee, even though there was no transfer fee because they did a free between their own team and their own team, like yeah, yeah. like the, some that yeah that 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 faucet of fun is going to be uh, shut off, cut off, soldered shut, you know, uh, like because we can't have nice things for even some of the players, so. Because I mean why why would I dunno, hypothetically speaking, why would any of the other seven clubs try to reach out to say maybe use other teams' uh training grounds as some kind of a weird scouting deal thing you can mm-hmm. take a look at it? Because that would require effort and maybe more investment than than the already millions and millions of dollars we keep hearing that they've pumped into it. Um, like as if the league, as if the league playing should be enough of a show, you know, showroom window. Um, like, like I feel like, and I'm only using Forge because it's the team I pay attention to the most. But if if Forge were to all of a sudden, you know, go to a camp in, I don't know, uh, Greek big Greek, sure. like a big team, right? Who's to say like. One or two of those players don't get a don't get a contract offer at the end of it. Like it's just, it's I don't know. I don't know. I'd be I'd be I'd be shopping them anywhere I could if I were one of the owners. But then again, you know, Union we don't want that we well,
2: need- no, but well, oh, Kmpl no. aspires to be that. They want to be a spell a, sell- a spelling league. Yes, they want to be a spelling league. <laughs> um, they want to be.
1: Well, then they got to get on their alpha. What was
2: in that T? Jesus. Um, they want to be a selling league. so a
1: Spelling league. So much more interesting.
2: I know. I know.
0: Is. You get the little bell. It's nice.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, shit. They
1: used it in a sentence. You know, like, I want to go to a game yeah. and yell that. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, like I, I, I feel like I like feel good like for gonna, them, but it just it. seems weird. I feel like there's going to be there isn't already tears about how this is unfair and blah 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 somehow. Yet they're going, they're only expediting the thing the league is is supposed to be doing. So whiskey, tango, foxtrot, like do better. But we'll see. I, I've none. Of, this is all conjecture. Nothing yep. has been shut off yet.
2: Hundred percent.
1: Um, but I'm sure when the press release comes out in September, it'll be very buried byline type shit, and it's going to take somebody to unpack and go, "Hey, wait a minute! That means Ottawa is no longer going to Madrid for for uh, for winter sleepaway camp." So, anyway, yeah. Anyway, wish them all the best. As long as they have fun,
0: <laughs> play safe.
2: Indeed. Mm-hmm and then lastly before we move on from, from cancon um and this is something that yeah we we've 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 talked about this before off and on. We certainly talked about it recently um, when we had Kristen Jack on the show. And, and that's about the shrinking media landscape for soccer within Canada. And the fact that the big networks aren't currently at this moment uh, supporting Canadian soccer by showing their matches. Now, TSN... As we mentioned last week, is showing all of T- TFC's matches. So that's a contract that they still have with MLS, obviously. Um, although who's doing the shows? who knows, because you know, some people don't work there anymore. But Canada matches is is often and this has been a struggle for a long time. this isn't this isn't a new struggle um, in terms of, you know, Who's showing them? Is CBC showing them? Might TSN show them? Might Sportsnet show them? Although that's generally unlikely. And it's been one soccer that has, you know, bid on, gotten those gotten those rights. No one else has taken them up, taking Canada soccer up on the offer and or wanted to pay enough, if anything. Who knows? We don't know about any behind the scenes negotiations. And so now with the announcement that... Um, sort of a kind of straddling the line, not Canadian soccer necessarily, more CONCACAF regional soccer, is that one soccer is broadcasting the CONCACAF Champions League. And so if you're a TFC fan who doesn't bother watching Canadian soccer, doesn't care about KNPL, and I'm not meaning this in an accusatory tone, you know, just some people do have their footballing loyalties in very specific ways. Right. And TFC is your number one concern. If you want to watch TFC in, in CCL, well then you need to get a one soccer, uh, account, whether you get a one month, uh, pass, whether you sign up for the full year, that's completely up to you, but this is the way that you're going to be able to watch these matches and any of the other matches. Cause watching CCL soccer is a lot of fun. It's our, it's, it's one of our very favorite things to do. Um, so since that announcement, as there always is, and there was during the Canadian soccer matches uh, for both the Olympic qualifying tournament, the World Cup qualifying tournament, there is this uproar about matches not being available on, on TSN or on CBC. Um, the TSN one is always a little bit funny to me because you do pay for TSN. I know because I pay for TSN. It is one of my few, you know, this is what I'm spending extra money on that. I, you know, it's 20 bucks a month. TSN. It's not cheap. Um, It's part of my cable bill and, but I'm willing to do it for, for soccer purposes, Mm -hmm. even though there's less and less, but still, but still, you know, it, to me, it's still worth it. Plus, I do watch basketball and I watch some other stuff, but I will watch it for this sort of thing. And the, again, the uproar, the outcry, the outrage that people are expected to pay for another service. Um, I, I just, okay, I want nope. some of them, I want
1: some of them to at least own up to the fact with, with their complaining and griping and bitching and moaning, they should just start off with like, ah, my inconvenience. Cause this is what it actually is. Like, my inconvenience. I have to go and pay for something else. Like, y'all got Netflix, don't you? Yeah. Like you okay, or, I I... like you put like the thing is, is that like, and this isn't this isn't a question about, you know, don't you support Canadian football? Don't you support Toronto City? Don't you it's like yo, you want to watch the thing, you pay for the thing. I know TSN is like in their minds, it's free, but it's not. You pay it in your cable bill. The only difference is, is that it's lumped in with the all the other channels that you get, but you're still paying for TSN. You've always been paying for TSN. So, like, yeah, I gotta go, I gotta go and spend 10 bucks to watch Toronto FC uh, play play in Champions League. Okay, and you'd have paid 35 bucks to go sit in the two hundreds at BMO, if you could to only watch it live. One game, none of the other games, like to me, it's like, I realize that, that it's a giant inconvenience, but what did you want to happen? Obviously, as a Canadian soccer fan myself, and probably I'm going to go on a limb. Most of the people who listen to the show, I know, shocking, right? We all support soccer in some degree. Whether it's, whether it's the channel, the service, the season's ticket, the scarf, whatever. Fine. But obviously that isn't enough. We aren't enough of a cartel of viewers and supporters such that Bell or Rogers or CBC or something that's on television goes, yeah, you know what? Let's take a shot at this. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's go get these rights because obviously they don't there or there isn't, maybe it's let's, let's assume, let's assume that maybe they did some homework and went, this isn't worth the effort we're going to go through to pay for these rights and do our production for the amount of viewers and eyeballs that this thing's going to get. So one soccer takes it. Okay. Again, what else were we going to, what else was supposed to happen? Like if we haven't learned anything is that the shit is a business <laughs> because we had Kristen Jack on and he is exactly a casualty of said business. So like, I, like, I understand it's inconvenient. I have to go set up a web, a page and have it feed into my television. And I understand the technological limitations, but again, what, Really, were you like were you expecting that it was just going to be like, hey, TSN picks up one TFC game, and they pick or they pick up all the regular season games. They must get every single TFC game. Incorrect, apparently.
0: All right. Well, sorry. I I think I think I think it's there's there's some nuance to this though, and and I think there's it's two pronged. I, I think you're absolutely right with as far as the football supporter if they want to watch those matches, just like if you want to watch a certain group of movies that is on one app compared to a different app. If you're you like, you know, Amazon versus Netflix, whatever, if you want both, you're going to pay for both. And and to that point, you're absolutely right. There's nothing wrong with uh, what's going on. It's business, it's service. Uh, one of the, the other argument, I think, Um, and this uh, Craig Forrest brought it up especially, I think he he was a bit of the lightning rod online about this, Mm -hmm. is that Canada has one of the biggest stars in the world for the first time on this national team. Uh, A national team that's growing in in success and in posture on the world scene. And maybe more now than ever, the casual viewer is not seeing that team and not seeing that player specifically um and a big problem of having now i'm not gonna you know i rail on one soccer as a bit of a joke it's a bit of a gag for me and and i but i have felt strongly about this in the past too but i think my 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 feelings have changed a little bit on, on you know at first i was like oh this is not great i don't like that cpl is only on this online service and now more and more is on this but i think my feelings have changed a little bit because as kind of to what Mark said, what do you expect? You know, it's not one soccer's fault. They're picking up these things. It's the fault of the traditional broadcasters for dropping the ball and taking the easy route, which is just more digesting of traditional crap. You know, some of it good. Yeah. Some, and it all has a market of course, but there's definitely space to foster, you know, the football culture on, on the, on the regular, on the more traditional, over-the-top streams. And I think there is a difference. I know it costs money. You know, you're adding Sportsnet, uh, TSN, whatever, to your packages. But there is a difference in a feeling that, okay, and this is where it strikes from, is the youth. And there's a generation of kids whose parents may not be into the sport and don't have the ability to sign up to one soccer or to the zone or whoever it may be you know and are being blacked out of growing with the Canadian national team and Alfonso Davis and whoever you know they're, they're catching things on YouTube and through other channels but they're not getting that community growth of watching the game together it, it's being car- car- compartmentalized. And I think a lot of sports are that aren't necessarily hockey or hockey in Canada, you know? Um, and I think that's a really negative thing, unfortunately, but I, I no longer want to put the blame on upstart, um, specialty channels like one soccer. I want to put the blame on these giant organizations like bell media and Rogers who, are dropping the ball on not only a Canadian sport, but Canadian culture in general. Like this is a Canadian thing. You've got, could you imagine in the times when Jacques Villeneuve was was like killing it in F1? Mm -hmm. Like no no Canadian, like they still talk about how it was, oh, you know, Jacques Villeneuve, this is not the great year with him winning the uh, award versus Larry Walker and all that stuff. But could you imagine like having the biggest star in a world sport? Being Canadian and having less eyes access, on it, access, it, it, yeah, it sucks. It, it does. sucks, and, and, and you don't want to lose a generation of future fans who just their exposure to Alfonso Davis is probably going to be in a video game.
2: Yeah, and and that's where an ongoing frustration lies, and we've talked about this about the fact that especially, especially right now, especially when Canada finally has its own league. Um, still struggling you know obviously year two year three um, but five years from now what are we doing we're hosting mm-hmm. a fucking world cup we're hosting yeah. the biggest uh, then, sporting event on the planet and oh yeah they'll all come crawling and what sucks, yeah
0: they'll all come crawling out of the woodwork at that point
2: exactly and they you know? oh well <laughs> yeah. and, and, I've, and I've seen a few pundits say that oh well they've always shown the world cup Oh, good for them. Wow.
1: Because yeah, it, it's all yeah, about they, they, them. They, it's wow. all about
2: their coffers. It's got sure, nothing yeah, to they, do they, they, with supporting sport and community within this country, no matter how yeah, many special but, things they do. and
0: Because they've built a set. They've, they've brought in yeah. a few extra faces. They get shitloads of advertising money on the world's biggest sport. And they beam in the feed from BBC or ITV. Yep. Yeah. You know, so- it's it's... Fucking, it's a win-win-win for them
1: yeah so all right i just i what? i i'm i'm only, i'm i'm just kind of poking poking the holes here in so
2: are we, we gonna are we are we gonna make are we gonna make fun of one soccer
1: um <laughs> not really so all right Aww, so we're talking I
2: mean, about we're talking about can we complain not, about them a little bit and the fact that their oh, website yes, and their that's app fine. is crap is that's, this, this isn't, that's isn't, what isn't, people should complain about so plus th- their anti sock agenda
1: to use the to use the uh, example of Jacques Villeneuve and his in his reign as you know champion Driver Supreme. Of, yeah. Like fucking unbelievable. Just unbelievable. It was so
2: great to watch.
1: Um, did the viewership of Cart go through the roof because of Jacques Villeneuve? Did people start watching Cascar because of Jacques Villeneuve? Did people start watching funny car races and drag races because of Jacques Villeneuve? I'm going to go with no, because while I was watching Jacques Villeneuve race F1, when I could, you know, I'm not getting up at seven in the morning and watch it, but when I could watch it, when it was worked out, I'd watch it. It was good. So the thing is that what we're talking about in that, in that example is, is the, the rub. You know, getting kind of the overflow of that love of like, is it Jacques Villeneuve or auto racing? Because if it was Jacques Villeneuve, which a lot of people were, it was just Jacques Villeneuve. When he went to British American racing, driving a terrible car for two years, I don't know if everybody was still going on about how Jacques Villeneuve is getting screwed by a terrible car. I think at that point, they just stopped watching because he wasn't winning. So if we're going to do like for like, we've got one of the most upcoming rising stars, on the planet playing for Bayern Munich. Where in the fuck is Bayern Munich on my television? Behind a paywall on in Sports. On Sportsnet. On Sportsnet. Sorry, yeah, sport, that's right, Sportsnet. Which is more than one soccer per month. So, if we're looking to, if we if we're looking to put our greatest export current to date on the stage, on the national stage, then why do I have to get Sportsnet World to watch it when I already have Sportsnet? Do we save this argument if TSN bought the Champions League rights and put it on their paywall, whatever TSN – I don't even know if they have they, – they must have an equivalent of Sports World or whatever the fuck it's called, um, Sportsnet World would we would this would this crying still take place if 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 it was tsN charging you an extra fifteen ninety nine to watch TFC play Lyon twice in April i don't think so I think what it is is we're making fucking shit excuse i didn't say we not us we but like complaining we we're making Crappy excuses, because now we have to do some extra effort that we don't normally have to do because television's got 5,000 channels, and surely it's got to be on one of them.
0: I just to be honest, I, the club the club side of it doesn't bother me. TFC and this and all that. Uh, my, my, the argument and, and, and I'm with you. I, 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 it's just the way of the world now, and it's entertainment mm-hmm. in general, not just sports. Oh, you've yeah. got to decide where you're throwing your money and, and you pick and choose what you like. I, my, my my only fear is, and I hear what you're saying, it didn't like grow a future generation of F1 fans by having a uh, villainy behind on TV. The only thing it, 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 only it, thing
1: it, it had, it, but it didn't capture the imagination for years now. No,
0: exactly. But the only thing it did have, which I fear we're going to miss out unless it's the World Cup, is that shared experience. As Canadians, of, that
2: everybody is watching together. Yeah, yeah.
0: Of, of share of sharing a special moment. Not just him, but the team. Say say they reach success. Say this team like that. I, I know that famous day in '86. You know, I God knows what TV it was on, if it was on TV at all, when they qualified for. As I, I might have been in '85, when they qualified for the World Cup in Newfoundland, but but say the equivalent happens. You know, qualifying for Qatar it comes down to the last game, and and it's on a specialty channel. That yes, soccer fans are going to be fine because we're you know we're we're all in and we're paying for what we want, but that's it. It stops there. Like it's not going to see another eyeball outside of a soccer fan. Okay, and that kind of sucks.
1: I I tend to agree. Um, that like it makes that that makes a ton of sense, but. I also feel there's a few more wrinkles in there as well. Um, The U S Korea, Japan, both of those world cups were used to catapult a fledgling national league national league, which J league is killing it. K league in some places, they're still trying to find their feet. Uh, Like as far as pro rel and having just stable clubs. And we know about the United States, but how much of the CanPL do we think we're going to see leading up to the 2026 World Cup? Okay, that's the first thing. Because one, in those cases, they were sli- like the World Cup were used as slingshots to fire the domestic leagues. Are we going to see that? Don't know. In a lot of those cases, those leagues were part of the negotiation where we had to, you know, they had to get MLS up and running to meet the criteria of getting the World Cup bid for '94. So in this case, the, un, unlike the J-League, unlike the K-League, and unlike MLS, KPL was actually well before the World Cup comes here. Great. Then there's the other thing. The other thing I want to bring up is this is a 48-team World Cup, and Canada qualifies to that. And as I understand it, in that 48 teams, there's a preliminary stage. Is Canada part of the preliminary stage, or are we part of the final stage? And if we're part of the preliminary stage, what national unifying moment, Tony, are we having when we get knocked out in the preliminary stage of a World Cup we're hosting? Like, I'm not, that's, I'm not necessarily being pessimistic. The drama might, be might be favorable. Awesome. five years in
2: advance.
1: It might be awesome. But no, but the thing is this, if we're talking about that, 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 that almost cornerstone moment that's going to live in our psyche for the next 10 years and it's going to absolutely spawn a huge national pride in football in this country. In a lot of those cases, they were in world cups, like for other, like for Canada or sorry, for Korea, Japan, United States, they had good teams. They had a lot of money supporting the national team and they were desperately trying to get to a point where they were competitive at a world cup, but they didn't have to go through a preliminary stage. This one we do. I suspect
2: no, there, that's that's, that, we still don't know. We're one that's of the hosts. I mean, We're not supposed to go through the preliminary stage. I know, but at the But same it's still time not to, been like, confirmed, I know. I'm however. Just, I, I, I want, I mean, I
1: obviously want more. I want more for the sport. I want more for the sport in Canada. Absolutely. But somebody needs to take an actual real risk beyond getting a bunch of players and not paying them much. They need to do more than we're only going to show MLS games, but not all the games. Or we're not even sure if this Canadian women's national team game is going to be on television. We need more than that. You know, we shouldn't have to wonder, is anybody going to pick this up a week and a half before it kicks off?
2: Well, isn't that like what that we're
1: happened. saying, though? I feel like that happened.
0: We're, yeah, I think we're arguing this. this I two think we're arguing the same thing. At the end of the day, we, we need the big boys in Canadian broadcasting and whoever supports them, the advertisers too, to step up and support the sport. an up-and-coming, you know, an up-and-coming growing team within a sport that is, and the women's team as well, you know, in in ways that actually matter and will bring more eyes to the game. It, I don't, and I don't think that precludes having uh, your specialty channels for a lot of the club stuff. I just I would love it. And maybe we're just wishing for the impossible now. I, I just don't want to see the sport become niche in this country where you, it is only available to those willing to pay Yeah. Um, for, you know, for the pleasure of watching it. And it becomes a little echo chamber sport where everyone's just, who's into it is just talking to it. And that's it. The growth, the growth is capped. The, and yeah, maybe, the... maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe it doesn't happen that way, but uh, without more, I seeing it, I don't know, it strikes me a little bit of how uh I, I this is maybe a really bad analogy, but when the CFL blacked out local markets to get people to go to the games and lost nearly killed full the title. Gener- yeah. Yeah, and, and, and they and, and lost a full generation of fans because the games weren't on TV.
1: And I would say in, in in regards to that, I mean it they're still I mean they're they're they've done a hell of a job recovering, but it took them a good ten years to and
0: and it took TSN for like getting fully behind it and and you know really making it a cornerstone part okay. of their uh...
1: from from a TSN point of view there were like it didn't damage the West as like that whole blackout thing as it damaged yeah. the East yeah like it 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 really I mean it didn't really screw with the Argos the Argos are have had compounded problems upon compounded problems one shit owner to the next shit owner. hamilton same deal one shit owner next the current guy pretty fucking good but like going from an owner who a series of owners who their idea of getting people in the stands was the guilt people or we're going to fold it as a marketing tool um obviously didn't work uh but at the same time too like there's, I feel there still needs to be like that established baseline. TSN backs the CFL, but it's a, I don't know what the CF, modern CFL is, 75 years. I know the Great Cup's over 100 sure, years, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. 75 years. So that's, that's like what, three, four generations? What's your measure? We still yeah, have to sure. get to generation like two. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it could happen. I mean, I think the constant struggle, which we all know is. Taking the, uh, taking the soccer mom, this is something for the kids mentality and turning mm-hmm. that into, oh, shit, you can, like, I see pathways. Like, I yeah. I can I can be that guy. That kid on my team, he went on to be something. I want to, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, that, the lateral uh, uh, parallels, if you will. Because, I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, all these kids that are on the under-23 team – Everyone, that every kid that's ever was ever on their team watched those games. Great. But that's, we need more than that. We need the kids that went, fuck, I played against that kid.
0: And now I mean, he's on the national team. You, you may have uh, struck an important note too about the people who are running these networks. It is still an old boys hockey yeah. network. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Oh yeah. That's... And, and they are so stuck in their myopic view of what Canadian culture is and, you know, it's shoved down everyone's throat. The Canadian culture is being into hockey 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and there's no space for anything else.
2: Well, maybe baseball because, you know, Blue Jays. Because... Maybe, well, you
1: have baseball. to have an off-season from hockey, Kristen.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but, pretty, but the number of baseball. people I saw talking about baseball today, mm-hmm. like half more than half of my timeline was baseball, yeah. baseball, 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 baseball. And because, again, yeah. I, I I grew up, I, um, you know, I, I grew up watching, I grew up watching basketball because my dad played basketball and I watched basketball with him and I watched baseball because he was a baseball fan. He's also, you know, he was born in the States, but.
0: Is your dad Danny Ainge?
2: <gasps> <laughs> oh my God. I loved Danny Ainge. I have a Danny Ainge I have a signed Danny age blue Jays card. I will have, you know, um, is one of my proudest possessions actually. Um, But because I lived in Peterborough um, because I was, you know, growing up Canadian, but especially I lived in a hockey town. I was very into hockey when I was younger and, you know, I, it was, I never played it, but I knew about it. You know, I knew who the players were. I knew, you know, I watched a lot of it and I was, I was really into hockey for many, many years. I only really gave up on hockey, you know, after the last strike, I was like, that's, that was the last strike for me. I was done. But as much as I also grew up loving soccer because I played soccer at a young age and kept playing soccer for, you know, a couple decades, um, and started watching it and being involved in it and everything obviously still very involved now, but you know, I, even that I knew it was difficult. It was, it was, it was tough to find those, those people because yeah, everybody talks about, everybody talks about hockey. Um, If you live in a university town it's either hockey or football because football is huge, 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 you know, the CFL, the gray cup, you know, I went to high school in London, Western University Mustangs, right? Like that was a big deal. When our football team got to go play at Western for an annual tournament, that was huge. Our school shut down. People left. We got to leave school early because you were going to the game. Like they only did this for football and for hockey. They didn't do it for anything else in in our high school. But for that, you got out of school early and with the bust to wherever you need to go and gladly with permission, right? Like this was like, well, of course we're all going to this. So yeah, it's still very much indoctrinated um, and you see it when you watch any of those channels, you see it on the advertising, you see it on the commercials, but you also see it in the way that broadcasters um, from, from you know, like the big le- the big channels when they show soccer, Um, but people who commentate on soccer for, even for one soccer who commentate on it from a hockey mentality. And this was something that we talked about, um, during one of the, uh, the Olympic qualifying matches, um, was a player was injured and the guy commentating basically said, oh, you know, he's, he's, he's. Like, he's a good Canadian lad. He's just gonna shake it off. And I was like, shut up. This is not a good way to look at this. We have to stop viewing all sport through this, through this lens that, you know, Canadians are tough, Canadians play while they're injured. And that all stems from hockey. And it's it's a top-down mentality. And it comes, yeah, so it comes from the advertisers, it comes from, you know, the the moneyed old white men who run the run the networks. Um, And it comes from, yeah, the advertising and, you know, what is available in schools, depending on where you go to school, like for, for soccer, like I, you know, I went to high school in London, soccer is big in London, but it was still a, it was still a fight. And certainly, you know, we'll talk, you know, sexism is a whole different thing, but you've got um, what sports were given money and time. Uh, you know, my, my high school, our, our boys soccer team was actually really good, but hardly any attention was paid to that. Um, they didn't get, you know, no one was able to leave school early to go watch them play. There wasn't, there wasn't big celebrations, uh, when they won, you know, the trophy, anything like that. Like there was talk of it and you, I knew the soccer players cause I played, but it was a totally different mentality and it only counted, it especially counted when it was hockey or if it was football. I had a teacher who showed us who, who would stop, would bring a TV into class during the Olympics so we could watch the hockey games. We didn't even do class that day. We watched hockey. That was class. Yeah, um, I mean, and it's-
0: honestly, but I mean, we, we could honestly go around and around on this. topic. Oh, yeah, forever. In, yes. in circles forever. And I mean, perhaps at the end of the day, it is what it is now that the, frac- the fracturing of the sport and other sports into yep. but particularly football it seems in the world just and it's 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 not going to change it it's the way it is you're going to pay for what you want to watch same for entertainment and so be it perhaps the only change we see is going to have to be generational perhaps we won't see what we hope for until it might take have to take canada being a success at a world cup and that so it might be out of our hands anyway mm-hmm. before networks sit up and say, oh, people are really into this. And so, you know, I don't think there's a perfect answer. I think we should be happy that as fans, we get to see a whole bunch of stuff we want to watch and we, and we get to choose, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty much what we want to watch. You can, if you're not into hockey and CFL and all this, it's getting easier and easier to cut the cord of traditional cable networks because they, you know, they are, they are catering to the, you know, to, to the traditional North American sports. So uh, that part is, is, is okay. I mean, I don't really, it kind of sucks because I don't like the echo chamber side of it. I I like the shared experience of sports of being able to, you know, talk to people, but I mean, I don't know if football was ever in my, in our generation, at least was going to reach that point in Canada where outside of huge events, if you're going to go into the, you know, you're not going to go into the office and talk about what happened in in uh, the CPL for sure. But even MLS, outside of when TFC was winning the championship, you know, mm-hmm. you're not really going to have that casual conversation. I, I don't think yet. So maybe it just is what it is. And we're just going to have to it's probably going to we're probably uh, going to have to be hopeful for the generation or two behind us rather than our own.
2: So the long and short of all of this is, um, and we could do another three hours on this, believe us.
0: Oh, God, no, I'm hungry.
2: I know, there's that too. Um, Is that if you want to, right now, and, and this isn't necessarily supporting Canadian soccer, although it is, it's showing people that people are interested in watching. And whether or not you enjoy one soccer itself, whether you enjoy their pundits, whether you enjoy the other shows, whether you enjoy their website, which you can't possibly, cause it's terrible. Um, I say this with love, one soccer people, but you gotta know this. Um, it's a bad, bad website. Um, is that they do put forth a lot of work to putting these shows on. They do pregames, they do half, you know, halftime shows, they do uh, post match. Um, and It doesn't cost, it costs less than your TSN subscription. It costs less than your DAZN subscription. Um, It definitely costs less than Sportsnet. So if this is something that you are passionate about and you want to share with your friends, your family, yourself, um, you're going to pay the $10 a month or the $75 a year to do this. And you can complain about it all you want, but unless you work in this industry and you can find another solution, or you suddenly decide to start your own media empire that's focused solely on Canadian soccer, which is kind of what One Soccer is trying to be, then be quiet and be helpful. Wow, it was so weird. I just spent like 10 minutes defending One Soccer. Anyway.
1: I mean this show was wrong running long on anyway. Did you wanna take a break and go have a shower? <laughs>
2: Well, we are gonna we are gonna skip ahead to the end of the show uh and we're not gonna talk about well, everybody the mls stuff wasn't that interesting anyway no, it, um, it never no. is that's unless, well,
0: it's about, unless it's about kids who cares it's true all right, Am so I right Tf- Mark? yeah
2: so tfc talk and um we're gonna try and keep this short because uh, <laughs> um, this next part will be super short oh dear gods um all right we're gonna talk about three things Maybe only two things. Let's do two. Um, we'll say two. All right, fine. Dealer's um, choice. So, so Nick León, who has been with TFC for a couple of years now. Uh, we took we signed him from DC United and um, has been fairly well-received as as a player here. Last season, he was injured a lot. Didn't get to see as much of him. But, you know, he scored some big goals for Toronto. Um, he has, uh, you know, a good variety of skills and stuff. and And again and, and nobody from our dc united fam told us about this aspect of nick's personality um they may not have known they may not have known it's true i haven't i haven't asked the black and red united boys um apparently nick de Leon is an anti-masker yeah. well he's an anti-vaxxer i'm not sure if he's an anti-masker but they tend to go hand in hand um Anyways, he gave this very honest, uh, interview to the Toronto sun, um, spilling out all of his views about quarantines and, and, and the, the quarantine stuff had me rolling my eyes. I'm like, I'm so sorry that you had to be by yourself for two weeks. You poor, poor dear, you poor, poor dear. I wanted to throw something at his head, Mm. um, directly, um, but from a good distance, because I don't want to get close to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just talking about his views on quarantine lockdowns and vaccinations and that he's not, he doesn't plan to get vaccinated. Doesn't believe in it. Apparently doesn't believe in medicine. So we're not going to talk about like his (laughs) surgery and all that stuff from last year. I'm not sure how he did that, but (laughs)
0: it's. Healing hands.
1: Healing hands. Yeah. It was no, you know what? It was a, it was a uh, Mr. T a team. Type situation to get him in the plane. They just drugged him and lied nice. to him, and then just
2: <laughs> and they just did it, and he had no choice. Oh, um,
1: what happened to my knee? It's like, oh, um, you fell into some plaster, and we didn't couldn't be bothered to take it off. So,
2: so it's like it's worrisome to have, and, and again, people have lots of different views, and I have at least one member of my family who shares a lot of this person, you know, De Leon's views. And that's a battle oh, that I fight. I, I fight constantly. Um, but having, with things so uncertain in the world, but certainly in the world of sport where, um, you know, there's a club in MLS right now. So Miami Vice, they are, they've had to cancel all their preseason matches because they've got a COVID outbreak. And
0: thanks a lot, keeps- Neville.
2: TFC, we're supposed to, we're supposed to play them. So thankfully they're not now, I guess, because TFC has already gone through it. And it's like, it, it just, it's this whole question of whether or not, you know, you respect the people around you enough to protect yourself as well as protecting them. And it's a, it's a very big picture, but it's, it is a question as to what they do about mm-hmm. it well here's um, a
0: here's the thing so it's like we we can't really get into the personal side of it it's, no and it's tough vaccines 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 aren't mandatory nope uh as much as i'm sure everyone in the show probably most of the people listening to the show are all in on it because you know you probably think it's a good idea we may have listeners thinking it's a terrible idea and are alongside with him so we can't really talk about his 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 personal views towards it, even if you may disagree with, I disagree with him and so be it. Um, But we can look at it, him as a professional footballer and what this means for his employers and the decision they have to make. Specifically being a team who plays uh, on the other side of the border and what this means going forward, because if his, in his refusal to, Partake in a vaccine. There could ver- at, at some point Toronto see are returning to Toronto to play their games, and it's pretty you know uh, not my a favorite thing in the world, but it's pretty acknowledged that crossing borders will probably take some kind of proof of vaccination for the first while. So, what becomes of him as a professional who's getting paid by a club who has to travel international borders? Um. And what right does the club then have? Uh, it's very interesting. And legally, I don't know the answer to this, but what, how does this affect his contract with the club if he mm-hmm. becomes um, an, a useless piece of roster for them who can't go back and forth across the border? Who? Yeah. And, and this would go for any player, I guess, in the league who would cross the borders. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're making the assumption that there will be need, needs yeah, There will be of
2: some of sort of yeah
0: proof. Whether it just be proof that you've been vaccinated or whether hopefully it's not some, you know more than that, but uh, that's beyond our doing. But um, yeah, I mean, it, as a professional, it, it's fine and dandy to say he doesn't believe in this, doesn't believe in that. But for the first time in his lifetime and in most of our lifetimes, um, you know, being vaccinated is going to be part of moving forward and reopening things and so it's all fine and dandy to say you're not into it but if your livelihood depends on it what's what is he going to argue then that he doesn't count oh and what if the what if the it's going to be very interesting uh, for clubs internally to then say what their policy is Mm -hmm. for their players yeah and, and then you're getting into you're getting into civil liberties you're getting into all kinds of this is, where, where this does that
2: a, fall within the cba with the players yeah. union like this yeah exactly it, it, it hits a lot of it hits and, a lot yeah, and of what things. is and what
0: is the play but what is the players player unions um stance on all of this yeah yeah but what is also to their responsibility the one player who doesn't want to or the health of the majority of the other members who probably do so it's it's a very sticky situation. It for, really for, for is, CSC and it was. A club. It, it, and you know, he plays in a in one of the cities in this league, who's probably a lot more progressive, so uh, socially politically than you know some of the others, where you know there would probably be a little more sympathy to anti vaxxing Yep. I don't think he's going to get a lot of sympathy in Toronto. I don't think it's going to win a lot of fans over. There's always going to be a fringe group, but yeah, it's, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the beginning of the end of Deleon in Toronto.
1: I'd be looking to distance so far away from him. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he can find clubs much closer to his family that will uh, more than happily uh, humor his stance. Um. I like the. Uh, I, I really, uh, air quotes appreciated the uh, selfish tone of its inhumane lockdown. Yeah, it is for everybody, yeah. not just Nick DeLeon. <laughs> I understand he's got a job, and I understand he's got to go do it, and I understand that to do that he's got to go outside, travel, yeah. cross borders, interact with so other do bus team members. But yeah, but like, but at the same time too, like. <clears throat> Um, like a teammate, we're all in this together. And the sooner the entire team gets on board with a thing, we might be able to knock this son of a bitch out. But metaphorically speaking, uh, the Nick de Lyons uh, have done a good job of making sure that we, and I say we, those of us who've been really trying to adhere to these isolation, inhumane isolation uh, tactics, uh, they're preventing everybody from getting back to a normal which is of course is its own uh uh, kettle of fish and it's a very large stupid kettle um so yeah uh i i uh, um something something future endeavors uh, it's got to be coming soon
2: yeah we'll see and and the club hasn't said there's been no i haven't seen anything from the club
1: i don't think you're going to
2: saying saying you know oh we 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 support our players and their individuality. Like they haven't said anything at all yet now, you know, obviously they're in Florida, they're training. They've got what we're going to talk about next and last uh, with the CCL coming up next week. Um, They're going to Mexico for the match, coming back to Florida. Um, And they have basically said, I don't know if it's hundred percent confirmed, but it looks like they're planning on getting vaccinated while they're in Florida um, so we'll see, maybe we'll hear more then. I don't know. It is, it is, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a big issue in terms of it's how a PR, it's It's a PR handled. no win though for them. Oh, it's a hundred percent a PR no win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, There's yeah. almost nothing to be done. Anyway, it is for me personally, as someone who has been a fan of Nick DeLeon, the player, um, it's hugely Disappointing, and certainly changes how I how I view how I view him, and my desire to see him play. Agree, I'm with
1: the Kristen. Go fuck him. Go fuck yourself.
2: Uh, there you go. Uh,
0: for someone okay. whose family found the uh, fountain of youth and drank right from that, I'm very surprised.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe yeah. he doesn't need the vaccine.
0: Ponce would mm-hmm. be. Embedded.
2: That's why. So, um, all right. So CCL starts next week. Very exciting. Uh, Next Wednesday. uh, Remember the matches are on one soccer. So get yourself a one soccer subscription. Let's talk about this. (laughs) If you want to watch it. Um, So they are away to Club Leon for the first match. And then a week later on the 14th uh, playing uh, in Florida, not at Exploria, one of the other nearby stadiums. Anyway, um, so the, the sort of the big, the big thing is that obviously is that they're, they're traveling for this match. But um, what's more important, I think, really is that, again, you've got a team that is playing and is in season who has already who's had who had a successful season last year. Um, I don't know how well they're how well are they doing right now? Let's see. They're mid table right now but they have won their last two matches. So they're on a bit of an upswing. Um, But, you know, they're 12 matches into into, uh, this part, into the Apertura. So, you know, they've had time to gel and come together as a club, you know, put forth some things. Looks like they, they don't seem to score a lot of goals right now. And their defense looks a bit porous just based on the standings. But who knows what that means against a team that, had to shutter their training due to a COVID outbreak who have had to fly to another country um, who, according to Chris Armas, uh, they're missing some players uh, still due to injury. Uh, I wonder if Jonathan Astorio is still one of them. He hasn't named them, but has said that while they are all their focus is on CCL, that they are going into next Wednesday's match not as prepared as they'd want to be from a, you know, a player standpoint Now whether that's a little, you know, a little smoke for the press, a little, a little uh, show to throw off. Club on who knows, but we do know that TFC have been dealing with some player injuries and that again, they had players who were positive with COVID. So you no, know, it's, it's that, it's that really uncertain Yes, TFC have been training since the middle of February, but, you know, there's only so much you can do from training. They've been off for a number of months. Um, So, yes, thank goodness it's two legs, even though TFC won't be playing. Obviously, they won't be playing here, um, and there still won't be fans. Although I'm not sure if there will be fans um, at the away match on Wednesday in uh, uh, Guanajuato. So I don't know because I know some Liga MX clubs have had fans, but not all of them. So it's not a, I don't think it's a guaranteed thing that there'll be fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So while I love CCL, I'm actually sort of going into this match kind of like, ah, couldn't we have had yeah. an easy I think it's a, big, uh,
0: it, yeah, it's a big ask. I mean, training, one thing, like you said, game, readiness completely different already up against it against any Mexican club. You know, you're already exactly. You've already drawn one of the, you know, uh, formidable, formidable opponent. Not the TFC hasn't got through them in the past, but I think comparing the TFC that got through them in the past to a team barely coming, you know, limping out of preseason is, is a lot. Anything can happen. If it was a one-off, I, you know, then it'd be like, yeah, crap, shoot anything out. I think over two legs, it, it's going to be tough for them. TFC may get the advantage of uh, being forgiven if they go out in this first round because of the circumstances of, you know, being preseason and this and that, where they may have uh, been scrutinized a lot uh, tougher in in, uh, normal times.
1: Yeah. Um, I, 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 to, just to add on to what Tony, you said, um, the other, the other factor that, uh, I don't know if we, if, if, if people know this, uh, Leon is 6,000 feet above sea level.
2: Um, oh God. Right. I forgot about oh. the freaking. I forgot about yeah. that. I forgot about yeah, it's the, a, the altitude. Oh, yeah, I totally the forgot altitude about that.
1: Thing. So like, uh, if, if, uh, crap shoot, but let's let's add one loaded die and we'll see what happens. Throw it the yeah. right way. You know, who knows? But, um, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly what León's situation is like at the moment. I know they've already had a COVID outbreak. At least their coach had it, apparently, like three months ago. But um, as far as now, I I, I feel like they're probably at 100% or at least near as far as, you know, scares go. I don't know about injuries. Um, Also, uh, TFC will be playing their home games at uh, Osceola County Stadium, a minor league ballpark that has been converted. Nice. Orlando's City's B uh, That's right Thank you um, They uh, uh, They're 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 basically Playing where the Kansas City T-Bones Played
0: Oh I love that Stadium
1: Throwback Yeah oh One of the One of the Legendary grounds Of, of American football
0: Oh that's That's MLS legend Complete That ground I've, You know what if Bob, know Bob the I, clerk Being kicked out Of that ground Honestly Honestly
1: I feel like If there's a Pilgrimage that Needs to be had
0: I this, if it's that still might
2: standing. be one of them this, if, if I, we're gonna I, go to florida this is why we're gonna go to florida no no, know no we're going saying. to kansas city i'm not talking about Florida. oh, kids, oh okay city. sorry right right i'm going to kansas yeah. city
1: to go to one of the great football grounds in 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 u.s history um anyway
2: Ticket, tickets
0: on the grass berm
1: oh f- f- what five bucks yeah. maybe f- free if you go to the right uh, uh auto auto shop you know for for your for your tune-ups um but anyway um yeah, I, I it's 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 it, the whole thing's gonna be an uphill slog you got a team that's you know starting their season starting their season versus a team that's in their start of their season um plus all the other factors that we've already covered so um I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it uh, mostly just to see what uh what the new uh what the new boss uh, or sorry like not the new boss pardon me uh, what this season has to offer. Oh, yeah. And and the new boss. My brains are not fucking working anymore.
2: It's okay. This is a really long show. It's fine. You've, <laughs> you've expended a lot of energy. Duncan, um, what do you
1: think about this?
2: <gasps> <laughs> All right. It. Well, it then. You've been here the entire time? All right. Um, let's just, let's just, just... Player to watch.
1: Tristan Borgias. Um, I really am looking forward to seeing... <laughs> <laughs> but he brings uh, after his time in, in Belgium. Uh, it'll be the first game back, so uh, I, I, it, it's going to be exciting. I'm going to be excited. from
2: the other team, Mark. Um, uh, Anhel Migna. Yeah, he's mine too. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know much about him, but his stats say otherwise. Uh, yeah,
2: his stats say, dear fucking gods, uh,
1: top top ten goal scorer, top five assist getter uh, of Liga
2: MX. And scored in their last two matches. Oh, oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's on form. It's amazing. Oh, no. yeah. That's just that's 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 Kyle Larin type stuff, isn't
1: it, Kristen? <laughs>
0: um, His name translates to the angels' Minge.
1: <gasps> oh. Creepy. Uh, yeah, yeah. He... <sighs> Tony.
0: Uh, sure, him too.
2: Yeah, that seems uh, reasonable.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. They're not even my favorite Leon. My favorite Leon's the movie.
2: Oh, there, I so put them above the
0: furniture place.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All Leon right. Leon
0: Sphinx in there somewhere. That's my oh, a- second Leon Sphinx. <laughs>
2: yeah. I know. It's
0: in is one this? show. Yeah.
1: He, he's, wow. He's, he's never Come been back. happier. He's never been happier. Back to relevancy. Uh,
2: all right. Predictions for this match. Oh
0: god. Three, with uh, a t- my prediction three is Mark one? will want to Mar- Mar- Mark will want to buy another shirt by the end of it.
1: <laughs> no, no, I've already looked. Le- uh, Leon
0: is going to bust out some kind of wicked kit.
1: Look, I'm, I'm, I'm still hoping that uh, hoping against hope they they beat them because the next round will likely be uh, Cruz Azul, and mm-hmm. then it's kit time. If I can find it, um, uh, I, I three one for. Uh, the defending champions of La Closura. So um, it's going to be a slog. I I think um,
2: that's reasonable. Yeah. I went with two, one to the defending closer champions, just because I was feeling, I don't know why I think I'm remotely optimistic and why I think that's an optimistic score, but I do. So I'm going to stick with it. Tony. Uh,
0: I think, Gary Oldman tries to ruin it but <laughs> it's uh no I, yeah uh I don't know if TFC's got a goal enough I'm gonna say 2-0. No. All
2: right. Also reasonable. Totally totally reasonable. Okay, well Join us next week. <laughs> no, seriously, that is our show for this week and somehow with three of us it got even longer. Even longer. Um Join us next week when we look back at the away leg for TFC's CCL journey and preview the home leg. Uh, See what else is happening uh, in Canadian soccer, uh, mostly to do probably with the women uh, with their friendlies coming up. See if anything exciting is happening in KMPL other than uh, Letty's trip to Uh, various museums in Madrid, even though I'm pretty sure they can't do that right now, but still. And and then whatever else might be happening in the world of soccer. So I have been joined by two of our three usual other panelists to be found out there on the Twitters, at FC, Mr. Tony Walsh.
0: I've broken free and now I'm ready to float up your canal.
1: (laughs) Gross.
2: Seriously um out on the tweet machine at kid with a k not a q mr mark inkley uh
1: thank you again because we did that like what two hours ago it's uh thank like you that. again to all of our patreon supporters for your continuing uh patronage we definitely appreciate that uh you can check out our zazzle shop i, I no pressure tony on the do it for suez that's oh my god no please um uh there was something else I was going to mention and clearly oh, I looked into the uh, the Cayman Islands kits. So um, okay, so the name of the company is called uh, uh, oh what the hell is it St- Sirios? Styros uh, I had the link open somewhere. Um, uh, um, um, where is it where is it Where is it? Oh God. Skyros Skyros they're, they're a firm, I, I think they're out of Florida and it's taken repeated, repeated. Uh, exchanges to get some of the most simple information such as do you ship to canada i've asked it three times <laughs> um and they're still like canada. yeah we do ship we just need a location like jesus christ <laughs> um i it's canada city canada just fucking <laughs> <laughs> the <in> <laughs> um uh th- so the the kits are uh, i was looking up specifically the keeper kit if you haven't seen it's fucking glorious it really it, is Think and purple stripes with on the uh, left side of the kit are like encroaching from the side are three lions. So if you're, you know, inner England supporter likes that kind of uh, uh, symbolism, that's good. Um, So the kits, uh, uh, 69 bucks US from small to extra large, 79 US sizes two XL, all the way through to 3xl i don't know why they put the word through it really it's just the next fucking notch there's no two and a half xl anyway <laughs> gripes aside it takes three to five weeks to, to process because they build them custom like on demand so it takes some time to have them have them uh uh you know constructed so they're a little pricey but they're dope as fuck so yeah um I don't know if I'm going to chase down this uh, this rabbit hole any further because it's still pricey and I'm still sick of asking the same question about do you ship to Canada and how big is an actual like XL because that's have you seen have you seen a size chart guys like Adidas's XL is a Macron four like it doesn't make sense yeah. anyway um, yeah so we'll the, make sure the,
0: they send it to the National Igloo in Canada City oh
1: yes yes third, third moose on the right.
0: Oh, Dave.
2: All right. Well, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it.
0: Leon Sphinx for the win.
2: ギュンデス